Hi, welcome to our Learning Coach Beacon Time. My name is Paige Adams, and I'm the Student Resource Coordinator. And I am Whitney Kress. I am the Elementary and Middle School Counselor at NCVA. And we're so glad to have you guys uh, listening in today. Today, we're going to be talking about a really fun topic, which is positive reinforcement. Um, Mm -hmm. And basically, this is really an important habit for parents to develop because it is so easy sometimes for us to ignore kids when they're behaving appropriately. Uh, We tend to focus on that negative behavior and uh, calling that out. So today we're going to talk about the use of positive reinforcement and how important that is as we um, work to train our children and help them recognize the things that they do well. So Um, And the truth is that using positive reinforcement is a really easy way to nix behavior problems. So what we're going to do is talk Mm -hmm. about how positive reinforcers are rewards that entice your child to do a task more frequently or on time. And rather than being punitive, they seek to highlight positive behaviors and build on them. Um, So what we want to do is um, really focus on how we can use positive reinforcers so that we can help encourage our kids to do those everyday tasks that they need to do, like picking up after themselves or brushing their teeth or going to bed on time or whatever it is that you're working on. It may be bigger things like getting their homework done or um, doing their chores or, um, you know, turning their phone in or going to bed on time or whatever the things are that they need to be doing. But we can use positive reinforcement to do that. So um, basically, you know, positive reinforcement is um, just kind of a really just a reality based technique that can help turn your kids behavior around and sometimes very quickly. So the truth is that everybody wants approval, right? So especially our children, they want approval from us as their parents. And most of them want that pretty badly. That's just a human Mm -hmm. need. So your child wants approval. And so as a parent, if we can notice and comment on specific positive behavior that we see and provide some natural and logical rewards to that, then our child is going to feel noticed. They're going to feel validated. They're going to feel approved of. And we're likely going to see that good behavior increase and Mm -hmm. hopefully see some of that misbehavior decrease. And that's what Uh, we're kind of working towards right now. Um, Even if they don't act like they want your approval with our, some of our older kids or the ones that are trying to be, you know, real cool. They, they may not, and some kids just don't accept um, praise very well. They, you know, accept it awkwardly, just like some adults do just have a hard time accepting it, but it doesn't mean that they don't need it. Cause like you said, it's just human nature that you want that approval especially from your parents like it's just a a basic human need so even if they don't show it they do they do enjoy it and um and this is definitely something to try at home if you are having some difficulties with specific behaviors that's so true and such a good point miss crest because so many times we might find that our kids act like they don't really want anything from us right Mm -hmm. our approval or anything else um but the truth is that just being Um, just being human, we all sort of seek approval um, and crave that from other people. And so definitely as parents, if we can remember that, even when it feels otherwise, then we can use it to our advantage and we can do some things to help um, bring our kids around. Um, So the thing about positive reinforcement is that um, it really works best when it's not a once in a while thing. So really the more it happens, the more effective it is. And that means really even daily if we can. So 
Um, If possible, it's important for us to comment um, when our child does something without being told. Let's say maybe your child never cleans up their room until you nag them 15 times to get them to do it. Anybody else have kids like that? Mm -hmm. Um, My kids are like that from time to time. And so being able to focus on positive behavior when it does happen, even if it doesn't happen very often, um, if it happens, focus on it, um, (laughs) highlight it, say, wow, I noticed you cleaned up your room today without me asking. That's awesome. Now, how does that sound versus, hey, I noticed for once you finally cleaned up your room without me having to nag you. We're still kind of focusing on the negative in that or Mm -hmm. sort of that whole for once, like we're alluding to the fact that you don't really do this on the regular, but for us to focus on the positive and not have any of that negative behind it can be, um, can be so huge because again, when they're getting some positive feedback, it feels good and they're going to want more of it. And so hopefully that's going to lead to behavior changes that will elicit more of that. So I know we do have some um, ways to sort of use positive reinforcement in our home. And um, I know Ms. Cress, this is something that you're real passionate about and really knowledgeable about. So tell us some of the ways that we can try to use this in our sort of day-to-day life with our kids. Absolutely. The very first thing that we need to do as parents is kind of take the magnifying glass to ourselves and take a look at our own parenting styles of and just observe ourselves and how we approach situations that our child maybe doesn't make the best choice or doesn't do what we ask them to do repeatedly or they just choose not to do something that they know they're supposed to do kind of think about how you're reacting to that situation and and typically I I feel like myself like it's so easy just to step over to the negative side like why are you not listening to me why did you choose to do that like that Mm -hmm. is very frustrating and like you can hear it in the tone of your voice and the kids can hear it and it just it creates a negative um, vibe right so it's absolutely sometimes they can see it on our face or in our body language yeah. too. <laughs> and it's gonna happen no matter what it, and kids do need that as well they need sometimes they need that you know the, the hammer I guess in a sense but <laughs> they but we don't want that to be a daily thing or an every time thing we want our house and our the vibe of our house to be positive and and, and give our kids some grace as well as what we need at times too so think about yourself and how you mostly react to situations, if it's more of the critical side or if it's more trying to help them understand or be more positive in situations that are kind of tough and, and then focusing on the positives with those behaviors that you want to see increase too. And we'll give you some practical ways to implement that here in a bit, but I want us to, to start with that, just thinking about yourself and then implement more positivity than what you're doing at this time. And you might be already stellar at this. I, I know I have room for improvement for this area. It's, it's just easy to focus on those things that you want your child to be doing better because those are the easier things to see. Those are the things that um, come up on our radars. And, um, and But we don't want that to be a habit all the time. So just even start with today I'm going to find three extra things that my child did right today. And I'm going to make sure I do those three. I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And just see if you notice any differences. Your child might even be happier. And just um, you can just see them feeling better when they know they're doing something right. And that in itself is a wonderful reward to see you uplifting your child. 
So that would be my first challenge is just the three, three positives. You can do that today and they can be little big, but they're best when they are specific and very specific, deliberate things. Thank you for throwing away your trash after dinner. Thank you for feeding the cat like, the right way. Thank you for <laughs> just very things. And it might be things they always do. And that's just part of their routine, but that doesn't mean we don't want praise for that. Right. As parents, just because they do the dishes every night doesn't mean I don't appreciate a thank you for doing that. It's still. Absolutely. And I think that's such a great point because I think so many times we just expect the good yes. stuff, you know, we expect our kids to behave themselves. We expect them to do their chores. We expect them um, to kind of toe the line and we really only call out or focus on the times when they don't. And obviously we mm-hmm. need to do that. I mean, they need to be called out when they need to be called out. And also, like you said, a thank you and a recognition every now and then is fantastic too. Um, so being able to, um, to call out that positivity is huge. And that kind of leads into the next, <clears throat> excuse me, way for us to really build this in. And that is that um, you know, trying to be positive. You've already talking to, talked about making that list of things that your child um, does well and trying to keep that um, in mind. And then the other thing would be something that I sort of alluded to earlier, and that would be to blow off the negative for now. So again, a lot of times they may do something good, like clean up their room without being told, but the standard is typically that I have to nag them 15 times before they do that. And so when I praise them for the one time that they did it without me nagging, I sort of bring in that negative history by saying, well, I'm glad you finally cleaned up your room without me having to ask. Or I'd in some way sort of circle back around or you cleaned up your room this time, but I know so many times you don't. And a lot of times as parents, we tend to have a hard time not going there because mm-hmm. usually we're so frustrated by all the other times that they haven't. It can be sort of hard for us to give credit on the time when they do. But we really shoot ourselves in the foot when we don't because basically what we're trying to do is encourage that kind of behavior and the way we do that is by making them feel good about themselves when they do it. And the way we make them feel good about themselves is to praise them and to not circle back around to that negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's real important. Yeah. And and do we actually think that our child's going to be motivated by us saying a comment like that versus would we say something positive about it? Like thinking about that, thinking about ourselves. Like if, if someone points out that I didn't do something, does that make me want to do it the next time, not really. It, like I feel right. better and more motivated to do something whenever I know others appreciate it and it makes other people feel happy or help somebody. So kids are the exact same way as us. They're not very far off and we can think about it from their perspective and, and move from there. Absolutely. And then I would just encourage us too, to notice that really so much of our children's behavior is positive. Um, Even when we're in a rough spot and it feels like they're not doing a lot of things right or the way we want them to. Mm -hmm. If you really stop and think about all the things that they do that you don't have to comment on, um, you know, whether it's getting up and brushing their teeth or feeding the cat or um, doing their chores or maybe it's even something smaller like just, um, I don't know, going to bed on time or whatever it is, um, really to try to notice 
the, the positive things, even in our minds. Um, it's good to say them out loud, but we have to notice them first internally before we can even do that. So really trying to notice how much of our child's behavior is positive. Um, and then um, another thing that I think is really important for us to do is to be very descriptive in the encouragement that we provide. And I know you touched on this a minute ago in terms of being specific um, and being um, descriptive. So it's real important that we are aware of how we speak to our kids and the things that we say. So, um, you know, rather than saying, um, wow, you're a great kid, we can be really specific and say, hey, I noticed you worked for an hour on your homework today. I really appreciate the fact that you gave it a really good effort or gosh, you empty the dishwasher so fast and you put everything right where it needed to be. Thank you for doing that. So as we are real specific in the things that we say, that helps our kids figure out sort of what their expert or what our expectations are of them. And it helps them understand why we're giving them the praise or why, you know, why, how it is that they're doing a good job so that they know, because sometimes we have expectations that we think are clearly communicated and they're not. So if I tell you to clean your room, but I don't tell you what a clean room means to me, then you might think that it is clean because you put your clothes away and you put the trash in the trash can. But my definition of a clean room might also include that you made your bed and vacuumed and dusted and took the trash out. Um, so we have to be specific so that our kids understand what the standard is and they um, can see that. And then I would say also, like, just be deliberate about it. Again, this is something we can't really stress enough, but um, make certain that you are not discounting the positives. Call out the positives when you see them. Um, we all need a little more positivity in our lives. So um, sometimes for some of us who tend to be a little bit more critical, this is a skill we have to practice because we are very well practiced in calling out the negative and calling out the criticism, but not so much in calling out the positive, either because we just expect it and we don't want to give credit for it because we think they should just toe the line or because we aren't trained to look for it and we don't even see it in our kids. So we have to train ourselves to look for it and find it. And then we also have to remember that as human beings, they are always going to respond more to positivity than negativity, just the way that we would as well. Like you said, with doing the dishes, I might um, wash them every night after dinner and that's just what I do. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't help me feel better about the whole process when my husband or my children say, thanks, mom, for dinner and thanks for cleaning up afterwards. It goes a long way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and then I would say too, like to focus on the effort, too. So maybe sometimes, especially for younger kids, you are giving them a chore like washing the dishes and maybe they don't get all the crust off the plate because they didn't see it or just because they're not necessarily able to yet do it the way that an adult would do it to that standard. But if they're putting in a good effort, that counts. So reward the effort, even if the results don't turn out perfectly. Uh, same with the room. Maybe they're not the best at making up their bed. They tried. It still looks pretty sloppy, but they tried. So you reward that effort and say, wow, I appreciate that um, that you made up your bed and then maybe a little bit of extra teaching can come later. But in the moment, mm -hmm. we're positive and we say, thanks for doing that. And then with that being said, we can focus on improvement. So maybe, you know, next week it looks a little bit neater and things are more in place or, um, 
you know, you worked hard on your homework last week and this week you worked even harder and you got more of the answers Mm -hmm. right than you did last week. So we focus on improvement and we say, great, you know, this is a good, this is a good job. Yep. And that's the whole goal with positive reinforcement that it starts somewhere and it gets better and better. Um, And this is a great uh, tactic to use if you're having specific difficulties with a a certain behavior um, with your children. So if you have something specific that you are trying to get them to break, maybe your this, you know, your son and daughter or sons just really aren't getting along. And that is something you just really need to improve on. So there are things that you can do. And I'm going to jump into some tactical ways, Paige. Did you have anything else to add to the previous? No, I think we're ready to go right where you're taking us. Good deal. Well, one thing that I do in my own home, actually, is we have uh, a positive reinforcement point chart. And that sounds long winded, but the kids just call them their points. And they and I have two things that I have us working on right now that they earn extra points for, which is playing cooperatively together and reading. And that's kind of an academic one, but they can earn so many points in a day and they earn extra points if they specifically do those two things in a day. And, um, and after they earn so many points at the end of the week, which is Saturday, they can essentially cash these in. And I have a list of um, intrinsic internal rewarding things and those physical tangible rewards so they can actually have a choice and control into what they specifically find motivating for them. So it's, it's kind of a, I don't like to use the word bribery because it's not bribing, but sometimes it's just like an extra motivator for them <laughs> to, to earn something for their good behaviors. And it's positively reinforcing those things. So, well, and let's face it, getting a paycheck is a reward for working, so right? So, I mean, none of us really want to work for free. So um, <laughs> I hear what you're saying with the bribery and we certainly don't want it to come off that way. But at the same yeah. time, um, as human beings, we are motivated by the outcomes. And so if we mm-hmm. have some positive outcomes, then that can make a big difference. I wonder if you can share some examples maybe about some of those positive reinforcers, like the, the internal ones and then also the external ones. Yes. And, and I'd use these for my two sons and they, and one of them loved the internally pleasing rewards. Like he loved choosing that we got to go get ice cream and where we got to get it. And he liked to choose the movie for movie night. Um, what else did we do? Or just a specific hour of, of game night with a person you get to choose in the house. And he loved those and always picked those every week. Whereas the other son, he really loves those tangible rewards. So he loved earning, you know, I think that then each week they can earn $2, something so small like that and he'd save his money or he can get candy at the store next time we go to Walmart and for them that worked if I had done all the rewards one way it wouldn't have motivated the other child as much or if I had done all the rewards to be tangible wouldn't have motivated the oldest son as much so that worked for them and if you think about yourself as well would you rather what do you find more rewarding with your time and what would motivate you that helps and if I think back to the point chart that we use in our home, um, I found really positive results from that. And and um, and they don't earn the points if they're not actually getting along, but they have to have some cooperative actual play. And they'll let me know when they're done. Like they, they'll time it and everything. 
and stuff, but you can also do this on a smaller scale, work with several families where we do a positive uh, chart for school and they'll do it like they'll have um, just a little like chart where they have each class like ELA, math, social studies, science, and they'll get either a smiley face or check if they met that goal for that class that day. And the goal for that day could be I finished my work with positive attitude or it could be I just finished my work. Or, you know, whatever specific academic goal you have for that child and they get a smiley face or check, you know, it's very black and white if they got it for that class or not. And then at the end of the day or the week, if they earned their goal for as many smiley face checks and they earn a reward. And we used to do that in brick and mortar schools all the time for kids. And it would always improve and get better. Like it, it was amazing just even focusing on that specific goal and them seeing their goal getting met and getting better it's really cool to see as a parent and for the kid that they can meet their goals and that they can improve on certain things too. And that you're proud of them for that, like always being excited about that. And um, so those are ways I recommend if you have some specific goals for your child that you want to, or children that you want to work on for that. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else to add to that. Do you have anything Paige? No, I think that's great. And I think that's going to work well for so many people. And I think some Others may not be quite as organized or may not be um, people who can, you know, put a chart up and and feel like they can keep up with it. And I would just encourage you, if you're that kind of person, don't feel like this doesn't apply to you. You don't have to have something quite that um, organized and set out. Um, The thing I would just say is to just be mindful of the kind of reinforcement that you're providing and try to offer it consistently. So, um, really what we're getting at ultimately is just that we're trying to highlight whatever desired behavior we're seeing when we notice it. And so if you can make it a habit and a practice to do that, then eventually you're going to see changes and they're going to be for the better. So I would just encourage folks to um, try to be consistent and um, to just know that this is something that you can definitely do. One sort of caveat that I'll mention too is just, Um, that it can be really tricky sometimes when we accidentally reinforce negative behavior. So I would encourage you guys to think about that and to make certain that you're not accidentally reinforcing negative behavior. And so the way we do that, sometimes let's say your child is um, misbehaving and we threaten a punishment, but then we don't follow through with it. Um, or maybe we say, you know, you didn't turn your phone in last night at the time you were supposed to, so you, you're not going to have your phone today, but then we don't follow through and we let them keep it. That doesn't really help us reinforce what we're trying to have play out. And, and really one of the ways we tend to see this the most is with attention. So, you know, with children, a lot of times we have kids acting out because they want attention. Um, and we know through experience and through research that attention can be very reinforcing and it doesn't matter if it's negative, even if Mm -hmm. it's negative. So a kid who is purposefully annoying his mother is getting (laughs) reinforcement every time his mother says, stop that or don't do that. Right. So, I mean, how many times have we gotten on the phone and that's when our kids come in to Mm -hmm. try to ask us something or be in our face when we're not able to answer them in that moment. So, ignoring them in that moment can be a good way to respond if we've got a kid who's kind of in this obnoxious attention-seeking 
pattern. Um, so sometimes we may have to ignore some negative behavior, which is still not being negative. We're just ignoring it and not giving any kind of positive reinforcement or any kind of reinforcement at all. Um, another way that this can happen is by um, kids who tend to um, continue pushing when they want to get their way about something. I have a daughter who always wanted to sleep in our room and she would ask and ask and ask at night and give all the reasons why. And we would say no and no and no. And she is very persistent to her credit. She's very persistent, but in this particular (laughs) instance, it can be very challenging. And so many times we would eventually just give in because we were tired. Okay, fine. Just get your pillow and you can sleep on the floor. Um, And so that is giving some of that negative reinforcement or accidental reinforcement that we don't mean to give. So as much as possible, if you've got a child who's pushing for something that is not something that you think is good or who is whining, um, trying to get what they want, then it's good for us to try to um, ignore it if we can follow through with a negative consequence or a logical consequence if there needs to be one. Um, So I would just give that caveat, but I would also say that in the end, what we found is that positive reinforcement works so much better than punishment. So as much as you're able, really try to reinforce the positive and the good. Um, And we really just kind of want to build on the good things that we see rather than sort of um, tear down from the bad, if that makes sense. Yes, definitely. And this doesn't mean positive reinforcement isn't necessarily meaning that we're not instilling negative consequences as well. So I'm glad you touched on that. It's not like we're saying to be happy and positive all the time because there still needs to be consequences for uh, negative choices and behaviors. But this is a way to bring out the good in them and acknowledge that good and just support them and in and just another tactic to use to bring out some behaviors that you want to see more often. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I hope that this conversation has been helpful as we think about ways that we can um, provide that enforcement to our kids. And I would just challenge you all as we wrap up today to just be thinking about Um, the positive things that you see in your kids and be thinking about ways that you can um, and ways that you can you get more of the good stuff not just with kids, but with adults too. So as much as possible, when we can, um, when we can focus our efforts here, I think we tend to have.